At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, this is Jackie, Wizard of Floozies, Zabrowski, here to let you in on a little secret. This week, on Wednesday, December 11th in Los Angeles, there's going to be a live Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser podcast show at the Regent Theater at 8 p.m. You know you want to come on out. I'll give you a kiss. Coming down the aisle, it's time to fire. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to Kind of Fun. I am Ben Kissel with... I'm Katie. Oh, that's me. So sorry. I didn't mean to step on you this early. I'm Katie Dirks. <laughs> Katie Dirks. How you doing, Katie? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I had a great weekend. We did some traveling. We were in Detroit. We were in Tirana. And we were in Columbus, Ohio, and everyone oh. was really sweet, so it was cool. That's fun. Yeah, it wasn't That's bad exciting. at all. We had to have a roller derby girl uh, kick a drunk fan out of our Detroit show <gasps> because our female fans are so badass. And she was like, yeah, I do roller derby. I just bounced him. And I was like, thank you. I have a fantasy about doing roller derby. You should. This woman was like, um, yeah, I've broken 23 bones. And I was like, man, you broke 23 bones. She's like, no, I broke people. I, bro- I broke 23 bones in other people. And I was oh, like, I don't know. you're so I don't badass. Know. I, I don't know if I could break other people's bones. You have to. It's roller derby. That's the whole point. I know, but uh, it sounds painful. I was a figure skater, though. I feel like that translates. It does translate. And I like to kick ass. And uh, as we saw with Tanya Harding, figure skating can be a little violent, too. Goddamn right. Well, speaking of a little violent, speaking of extremely badass, today's guest, I, I don't know if I've been more excited about a guest in this show. Uh, we have with us, she's a superstar, Priscilla Kelly. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um yeah, you're really excited for me. That's that's kind of crazy. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. It's kind of fun, too. Um, so Priscilla Kelly, you might know her from my Big Fat Gypsy wedding uh, because she was on that reality show. And then they said she's 14 years old and she wants to get married. But Priscilla, you said that you didn't want to get married at 14. That would be ridiculous because now, of course, you're married to Darby Allen, who, dare I say, quite a hunk. <laughs> and uh, that show, they, you said that they, they lied about it. Yeah, so, well... Originally, we did the show because we wanted to kind of just exploit the fact that, you know, we're not like a lot of people just they, they say gypsies like they think of like all these stereotypes and, uh, you know, just 
it just it's it's profiled as something really bad mm-hmm. and we right. wanted to shine a positive light and say you know we are human beings and you know we live just as normal as anyone else but of course with reality tv wanting mm-hmm. to make it interesting they had to you know splice it up and they would take sections of sentences and edit them where they shouldn't be and it made it sound like basically my parents were shopping me around at 14 <laughs> to get married and that's what people that katie is a producer she's produced a lot of reality television shows frankenbiting we call it frankenbiting frankenbiting yeah it's just a it's a skill if you need someone to say something you find what they say and put it together Isn't and try to make it sound natural i'm against it i am morally against it lying, i try not to do it lying manipulative hollywood that is just classic producers on behalf of the good reality producers i apologize for the shitty ones it sounds like <laughs> there's a lot of shitty ones out there yeah. so priscilla you want to clarify you were not trying to get hooked up at 14 no god no like i mean you know like the way that the way it was is like i threw this party which was like just a big halloween party that we kind of just did for uh-huh. the sake of the show and yeah. you know something interesting and so that i could get the big dress from sandra selly like like first of all all these big dresses and stuff that they do on the shows like nobody does that in real life like <laughs> right. it's all th- it's all fake it's all for the shows but um yeah we threw this party got a big dress blah 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 and uh obviously you know if I'm at a party, like, yeah, you could probably meet a boy or maybe, like, you know, I don't know, like, come, like, boyfriend, girlfriend with somebody, whatever. But they took that concept and made it into, I'm here to find a man that I can marry. Yeah. And, like, that's where it was uncomfortable because then when the show aired and we saw it back, uh, I'm at 14 having to look at oh, no. all these YouTube comments. Uh, still to this day, right. I get comments and because uh, they, they still air it to this day of oh course. my god it's almost 10 years old and they still air it and uh and i think i mean i'm not for sure but i'm pretty sure they, the reason they probably still air my episode is because i'm doing other things now to sure. where a lot of the girls oh, yeah. i don't think are doing anything now yeah absolutely of course i mean technically it's a massive compliment to you that they continue to air it because most reality television shows go the way of the dinosaur and they are yeah. never seen again so yeah. actually it's, it's a testament to your success both out of the ring and also now in the ring because you are really doing some amazing stuff within the pro wrestling world. Uh, you're shocking the world. You've made headlines that wrestlers would crave to get, um, specifically when it comes to your suburban street fight match, which we should talk about, that had a lot of people sharing a lot of different opinions. You are in a match against Tuna which is my favorite wrestling name of all time. I'm sorry, Priscilla, <laughs> Priscilla Kelly, but I just love the name Tuna uh, as a wrestler name. You were in a match. Uh, Steel Chair was involved. But then you said, you know what, uh, Steel Chair, I'm going to one-up you. You pulled a bloody tampon out, and you used it to assault Tuna in the match. This is now a famous moment in professional wrestling history. A lot of people, uh, some more critical like Jim Cornette, but you tell me one thing that Jim Cornette isn't critical of, and I will be astonished. I've got some things to say. Yeah, Jim Cornette shoots on everyone, no matter what, love him or hate him. I think he's a great manager. But let's just talk a little bit, and I know Katie has some questions here. When it comes to the bloody tampon spot, uh, where did it come up? Uh, When did you come up with this idea? Were you and Tuna talking in the back and you're like, I have an idea and I think this is just the time of the month to pull this bit off? Or how the hell did this even come out of your brain? Uh, So I had the idea for the spot like 
I mean, probably for two years or more, I've had this idea just like, oh, I've got this like crazy wild idea. You know, I want to do it. I think it'd be freaking crazy. And I I'd tell some of the girls like in different locker rooms about it and they'd like laugh it off like, oh, you know, like like I'd never really do it, sure. you know. <laughs> and I had a match with a girl named Tuna and it was a 21 and up bar show there's no wrestling ring it's just right. a bar and you literally just fight in it and with uh five to six matches on the show it's kind of difficult on those shows to become creative and different from the other matches because they all kind of can look the same if you're not creative with it right i kind of just mentioned the idea and i'm like hey like can we do this and i there was a few other wrestlers in the back um including my husband <laughs> that were uh encouraging and were like yeah, you got to do it. Do it. Yeah. It'll yeah, be course. badass. It'll be cool. I mean, I can imagine when you're talking with Darby Allen, I mean, the man who is just beautiful in the ring, extreme on every level, but I can imagine he is a yes and kind of guy where it's like, yeah, go for it. Like, no matter what the idea is, which is why he's so incredible. Well, you know, when he grew up watching and uh, listening to people like Gigi Allen, um, right ideas like mine aren't very shocking and to us like mostly everything me and Darby do like in our personal lives and in wrestling like because in our personal lives it's spent like I mean just like literally two nights ago there was a cup of puke from some random person outside of a restaurant and we made his brother drink it for a hundred bucks so like <laughs> the stuff stuff like that is like that's our normal yeah but to other people like that's what people like gawk at and go oh you guys are weirdos you guys are disgusting but it's like Granted, we're doing all this disgusting stuff, but we're not getting into, like, seedy stuff like cheating on each other and doing all these, like, seedy drugs and stuff. So are we really the weirdos here just because we like to have fun? No, I think the guy who vomited outside of the bar into a cup, he's the weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep it inside, buddy. <laughs> just don't get to that point. Definitely not. So you're going over the spot. You're talking with Darby. You're talking with the gals backstage. And then how does it go? So, yeah, I... I like it, it, when I say this like I did it because I thought it would entertain me like half the stuff I do in wrestling isn't to get like pops isn't really to you know be shocking like I just like to entertain myself and have fun uh, and I think like a lot of people lose that in wrestling they're trying so hard to either fit in or be uh, you know superstars or get over with the crowd and it's like they lose that element of just having fun with it and letting what comes natural come. Uh, and I think that that's what makes the great wrestlers great. And that's what makes everybody else just average because they're so scared to just let loose and be themselves and do what makes them happy. So did you go over, did you talk to Tuna and you're like, I'm taking, first of all, was it real blood on the tampon? Uh, I'm not going to say. I'm going to kayfabe it. Kayfabe. I'm going to say that it was. <laughs> I'm just going to say that it was. I'm not saying it was or it wasn't. I'm not ever. I will never clarify. Okay, I like that, but I'm, I'm assuming just given the the, the vomit, I'm in my world. I'm gonna say it's real because if it's not real, it's not real, and I want kayfabe to be alive. And if it is real, I don't know. That's just the fantasy I want to have. Kayfabe. So, yeah, whatever. Well, a lot of people thought it was a tea bag, and I was like, no, it, it's a very real tampon. <laughs> I don't know why people thought it was a tea bag. Which I think, I think that would be more unhygienic. Yeah, that would be really. That wouldn't even make sense. Yeah. And so Tuna was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I don't know if she was that enthusiastic about it. Um, <laughs> it was kind of one of those things that she was like, okay, if you want to. Like, <laughs> I mean, she she was very consensual. I didn't force her, but she uh, 
she you know i don't know how excited she was for it but again this was something <laughs> that like uh, and I've, I've said it before we were at this bar show right a lot of times with smaller kind of shows you don't think the footage or anything's going to get released you don't know if it's even going to be posted and you, you you most of the time with these like smaller shows that you do um you probably will never see these matches ever again in your life. Like a right. lot, there's so many matches that I've done that have never seen the light of day. Right. So, you know, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. Even just the idea of the spot, like I didn't think like just that idea of a spot would be a big deal. I right. just, just with everything that's happened in wrestling, like all the vulgar stuff, people spitting loogies in people's faces and people eating it. And like, there's like way worse things to yeah. me than like, a bloody tampon because i just thought you know it's 2019 like i don't feel like that's a big deal but then when you fast forward a week from after it happened oh, not right God. when it happened because there was clips released like that night this on twitter wasn't a big deal um i don't know who was the person to make it kind of more public but literally a week later to the date um my twitter just starts going crazy oh my gosh and i'm like what's going on so i open my twitter and i just see people bashing me like people of very high like name status or whatever just like saying horrible things about me on twitter like right. i had people saying that i deserve to die i had people saying that i'm a disgrace to the professional wrestling business you know i had i had certain women telling me how to learn how to tell a story work a match this yeah. is garbage and i'm like well there was a story like we fought all over the bar before i did this yeah. like right the story is i'm trying to d gross this girl out get in her brain and then kill her and I, and you did just that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not easy to do all of that when you're on your period. I think that you are, yeah. I'm going to say you're hashtag brave. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like if I'm going to go with a more feminine approach on this, women have to do all of this stuff. And then half the time we have to wrestle and take these bumps and get hit while we're already in pain and bleeding right. and you know, we're going to get personal here. Every single time we slam our backs on the mat during that time of the month, it just feels like gush. It's just like awful. Right. It, it's it's not good. It's some detail for you, but. No, it's, it. it's very, it's, it's <laughs> I, very I, they important. They need to hear it. <laughs> yeah. But it's natural. I mean, like, they, you know, you got women in other countries right now that are, can't, aren't even allowed in the kitchen when right. they're on their periods because it's so shamed and it's considered like such a filthy thing. And it's like our bodies have been doing this since we were created like yep. i totally agree <laughs> i just i i love how did you handle the how did you handle the fallout well i i made a couple posts like i made a couple tweets it was just like uh, i don't remember my exact wording but it was something like you know you can't like take life so serious all the time and uh and I, I made another post about like, oh, like uh, re referring to Joey Ryan, like, uh, oh, a penis is funny, but a vagina is disgusting. Like, right. where's the balance here? And like, yeah, people were like, oh, but the penis isn't bleeding, blah, blah, blah. It's like, OK, yeah. But like in the world of professional wrestling, do people really think that I'm putting like my actual blood? Like, you know, what are, wh where, where are the lines blurred? Like, because I, I had actual wrestlers that know the business, know how it works, know that. A lot of things are to use the f word fake yeah. right. and um thinking that this is very real so basically i not only worked the fans but i worked the workers got em. um 
And I just think it's hilarious that everyone was so pissed off. I love it. Well, this is this is the tweet from Jim Cornette. I just want to hear your response because he doesn't just go after you. He also goes against Katie's guy, uh, Joey Ryan. This is what he has to say regarding Joey Ryan's penis. Uh, in your tweet, a penis is funny and awesome. This is uh, Priscilla Qu- Kelly's tweet that Jim Cornette responded to. Your tweet is, a penis is funny and awesome. A vagina is disgusting and trashy. Hashtag equality. Completely understand where you're coming from. And I completely agree, especially being a uh, ECW fan. Blood is nothing new. But to take it to that level, it is funny to see people freak out. And it's hard to get people to still freak out. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it happen in my lifetime where where someone had this kind of reaction so this is what Cornette said he said people want my take so i'll give it to you direct uh i expect nothing else from outlaw mud show wrestlers male or female because none of them can work but to defend your bullshit by starting well it's all fake that's why you dick guy and others are killing wrestling and then he ends it with the ever subtle fuck you so what do you want to tell jim Cornette? as far as why you did it and why he's wrong when it comes to dissing all over the independent wrestling scene, which I think is kind of ironic coming from him um, because, of course, he's worked all he's over the mark. business. And he's, yeah, he, he knows. He's a fucking mark. Yeah, it, he he just seems to take a lot of pleasure in uh, in uh, dumping on the young ones. If, if, like, everybody that knows me, like, in real life, like, I'm I'm really, really, really nice. Like, you could beat my ass in the match and I would be so nice about it in the back and I'd just be like, hey, like, you know, maybe maybe next time don't try to kill me. Like, uh, <laughs> the only time, like, I would get really, like, feisty, like, you know, if someone tried to step all over me, like, and be disrespectful, then yeah, I'd speak up. But other than that, like, I'm the nicest human being in the world. But when there's people that don't like me, I love pissing people off. Right. Like, I love making people mad. Like, it almost, like, gives me, like, a high. Like, the more mad I can make people, the funnier it is to me. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm like this with my husband, too, because, like, I'll piss him off. And then, like, I just like to keep pissing him off. Like, I just like to see how mad he'll get. You see the red (laughs) button and you just want to keep pressing it. But, like, (laughs) granted, I am the nicest person in the world, but I, I, I like pissing people off with, like, the intent of, I like laughing at it. Mm-hmm. I don't like being malicious. I don't like being cruel and hateful and calling names. I just like pissing people off just by my very existence. And the fact that they get pissed off by that just makes me so happy. Like, just to know that, like, certain girls in wrestling hate me so much because of this tampon spot that now every time I see them, they avoid me like the Black Plague. And I can see it in their faces that they just hate me. And I'm like, ha, this is great. Like, I'm so glad that what I did affected you so deeply that every time you're around me, your stomach is in knots because you hate my being so much just by me existing. Well, why why do you feel like the female wrestlers in this case, why, why do they hate you? Do they feel as if you did something that set female wrestling back? Or because I, I see the more of the empowerment angle and more of like, honestly, it's one of the few things that only a woman can do in the ring. Like, this is, like, a guy can't pull out, I guess we could do poopy toilet paper, maybe. That might be the equivalent. But, like, this is a highly specific, you know, female uh, situation. Why do you feel like they they got so hostile towards you? I think a lot of people are mad for several reasons. Uh, I think think it's ridiculous that anybody was really, truly angered by this in general. Because, like, when you think of something that angers you, you would think of, like, something that directs you personally, directly. 
this didn't affect anybody in reality like if anything it just affected me but everyone's so pissed off but i think it's because for for one i did something that is almost nearly impossible to do in today's day and age and that shock people yep yeah but it's also shocking people with something that is 100% natural that everyone knows exists yeah yeah well again it's like like 15 20 years ago you had like people like madonna and marilyn manson that were doing these shocking disturbing things and everyone hated them and and i mean you fast forward 10 years later and that's what they became known for they're famous for those things now and if they hadn't been shocking hadn't been themselves or whatever you want to call it they wouldn't be where they are today and i'm not not saying that like oh i needed that shocking thing to like be famous as some people would say but it's like when you when you try to filter everything you do in life you just become this phony fake thing that's just out to impress and look cool and you know oh you know that's that's stupid that's like why every like once the first person started shitting on the spot sorry i don't know if i can cuss I guess definitely I can. oh yeah of course you can <laughs> all day once the first person shit on the spot everyone wanted to jump on because that's like oh that's the cool thing the to do we're f- shitting yeah. on her now the floodgates have opened yeah. yeah right and then the moment somebody said something positive then people would start opening up and saying positive things but yep but I think I shocked people, which is hard to do these these days. Um, on top of that, uh, I think some people were jealous that they hadn't thought of or done the spot first. Mm-hmm. And I, the final thought is everyone's saying I killed the women's revolution, all this hard work all these women are putting in. And I've said this. Joey Ryan has made tweets about this, too. Um, a women's revolution. I don't know what people think the definition of that means. Right. But it does not mean all the girls looking the same, going in there, throwing forearms and making crazy faces. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a women's revolution. A women's revolution is all these different women being able to do all these different characters, gimmicks and styles of wrestling and to be able to be accepted for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, just like the men are be men can be accepted for comedy wrestling, disgusting wrestling, deathmatch wrestling, uh, technical, all these different styles. Yep. And men can do it all day and night. Women, it's like we're we're expected back in the day we were expected to go out pull hair and show our tits and ass these days we're expected to go out throw stiff wrestling like forearms yeah. and whatnot and then like you know get a big clap and stuff and cry at the end like like no we need diversity we need the tits and ass we need the hard hitting we need the right. comedy and we need the disgusting we need yep. all of it because that's what's going to cater to all the different crowds in wrestling because wrestling isn't just one type of crowd because if it was there would only be one kind of wrestling and that's what makes a good wrestling show you need someone who eats worms. You need someone like John Cena who looks like a, a large toddler. Um, although I do, I have an immense amount of respect for John Cena. But uh, my friend Brooke was just like, he dresses like a large toddler. And I'm like, he does, uh, which is adorable. Uh, but you need those, you need everyone, all those kind of different components to put on a great wrestling show. I agree with you, sir. I concur. Thank you, Katie. Where, at any point, I, this will be my last question on this and then we can move on. But at any point, were you worried when that when that kickback first started of like, oh, my God, I'm never going to wrestle again? I never thought I'm never going to wrestle again. But uh, no, I as bad as everyone wanted to make me feel like I think everybody wanted me to either write a big apology or quit wrestling. That's what people wanted. Right. Everyone wanted that. But I was like, no. Well, to be fair, right after that happened, I got hit up for so many more bookings. Yes. And I got offered a tour of England, which I just did in September. Uh, and I was just, you know, everything blew up for me after that. So really, thank you to everybody that was pissed off because they the retweets and the shares and the comments, all it did was make my name known. And to quote Captain Jack Sparrow, if I'm the worst pirate you've ever heard of, you have at least heard of me. Um <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know. I just think 
I just think it's great. And uh, if we fast forward a few months after that, I um, I did Penis Party, which was the yes. big mania show. I was there and for that one. I went out. I got some diamond studded sunglasses, a diamond studded captain's hat and just this badass dominatrix gear. And with this new look that I debuted Mania Weekend, it was my fuck you. I'm famous. It was it was awesome. Awesome. Uh, I, I actually had tampons lead me to the ring. And then I also dressed. <laughs> I, I went in the back mid mid match, put on a tampon costume and then did a flip onto Joey Ryan and Val Venus in a tampon costume. So oh, I love it was a it. fun match and everyone was on board. Yeah. Oh, that was it one was... of the funnest matches I've ever been in. Oh, so it was so great. Well, speaking of Twitter, I have a couple of questions here from Twitter. Uh, this is coming in and it talks, uh, talking a little bit about some of your favorite matches. Uh, maybe some of the people you like to wrestle. This is coming in from Amy at not bad luck. Who was your first favorite wrestler and favorite entrance music to walk out to? Do you have a favorite wrestler and like just an overall vibe that you're like, this is why I love wrestling? So the first wrestler that I fell in love with was The Undertaker. Yeah. Um, so uh, real briefly, um, and I don't know if you guys were going to ask this anyways, but uh, I started because me and my little brother kind of became obsessed with The Undertaker. Uh, there's a little bit more story behind that, but basically, yeah, we, we didn't have cable and I bought him a 20, you know, DVD set, the Undertaker set. Um, and that's all we watched was Undertaker matches. That's great. So in, in the house, the parents were like, no cable allowed. It's, uh, I mean, my, in my house, my parents went through those phases also because I grew up very religious, similar to you in the isolation component of it. Uh, but of course, at some point, my parents realized that like the TV is a great babysitter, and they're like, "I think we'll get cable." So my son stops talking to me, um, aka me talking to my dad. No. Um, <laughs> my parents were just broke. <laughs> okay, so you didn't have cable, so you had the so you had the box set. Yeah, and then uh, like you know, just his entrance, how he could really just the moment that bell would toll the entire crowd would just go like silent and it would just be this like incredible emotion that you would just get watching it through the television and we did actually get to see the undertaker live at wrestlemania 30 where he lost the streak no i uh, hated my brother was devastated i was gonna say how did you how did you react in the moment because i remember watching it and going oh my god i feel so bad for anyone that's there oh yeah my brother was devastated there were people in the crowd like rioting there were people like throwing chairs and ripping off their necklaces. It was like, it was really uh, kind of scary for a minute. But yeah, The Undertaker was a big inspiration, yeah. Yeah, Mark Calloway, I mean, he is he is a huge inspiration. And yeah, he was one of mine also. Like, as soon as, as, soon as The Undertaker, um, like the 96, 97 Taker, and then the 98, 99 sort of like cult leader Taker, oh, he is just absolutely the best. So this is coming in from Matt at V-I-T-U-R 95. I guess it's Vitter 95. He says, what's the craziest slash most out there spot someone has asked you to do slash help with? Because I know obviously you're, I'm I'm assuming people go to you, they're like, I have a crazy idea. Who the hell should I talk to? I think I'm going to talk to Priscilla about this. Um, What's one of the craziest ideas someone has brought to you or you brought to someone other than, other than tampons? No one ever really has anything that's crazier than the things I come up with. Uh, (laughs) I know every time I wrestle Joey Ryan, it's kind of a fight of like, we've done everything. What do you want to do now? But I would say all my craziest ideas have happened or included uh, with Joey Ryan. And like, I mean, for instance, for that Mania, WrestleMania penis party match, I had pitched like a couple of weeks prior to that of having wax strips in the match and waxing his chest hair. 
and at first he's like no we're not doing that and then like a week goes by and he thinks about it and he's like okay maybe we should do the wax spot okay yeah and that's that's how everything goes with me and joey it's pretty much like i'll pitch something he'll be like no i don't i don't think we should do that and then he'll think about it and they'll be like okay yeah we should do it yeah like we did a spot where um i don't i don't remember if it was me or him i think it was me that pitched it it was just out of the blue i came up with the idea uh where i he spins me around psychology i get dizzy i get sick and then i puke on his penis um <laughs> his invulnerable love, penis i love I saw it. it yeah yeah i mean I that's it. get him where it hurts yeah and uh so we did that um that was pretty wild that, that also one, that one made headlines for, yeah, yeah that one made headlines for a minute too i don't know i'd say like every every disgusting idea that ever happens in wrestling probably does come from me at this point <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> i love it have um who's in your who's in your camp who's in your orbit as far as supporters like genuine friends that I have like in wrestling that yeah. I would uh and we're talking about wrestlers right yeah because I really don't have any friends outside of wrestling or well I do I have a couple <laughs> like because of Darby like I've made up a lot of friends in like the skate world but uh <laughs> but I, like in wrestling like being like super super real like I would consider one of my best friends uh Penelope Ford like mm-hmm. I love her to pieces she's so sweet so like real and that's really all I ever ask for in human beings is for them to be real um Scarlett Bordeaux is another one that I just I love her I love she's beautiful she's amazing uh she knows how to work her sex appeal and that's what wrestling needs that's she's a badass yeah she's well, such a badass again back to women's revolution um just the, the stigma that she's had to face that I know she's talked to me about is just you know f- being shamed for just being sexy she's beautiful she is I don't know if you've seen her Ben but she is she is a literal smoke show she's I, absolutely I she's beautiful and yeah. she's a band she can wrestle she's a badass oh and Jimmy Havoc Jimmy Havoc's oh. my best oh my friend God, he is... my ride or die I love it oh, I love it they're that's wonderful a good camp that's a good camp <laughs> Well, you mentioned shamed, and this is something that you kind of bring up on a regular basis. This is a quote that you gave regarding um, the difference between how men and women are treated. You say, women don't have to be shamed for anything different than men. That's all I wanted to tell was that we wanted to be treated equally. Uh, You go on to say, uh, when it comes to young gypsy girls reaching out to you, uh, you say some of them have reached out, but a lot of times they're still in their bubbles. They were raised one way with their whole life, so they think what I do is horrible and that I'm a horrible person, but there are some that reach out to me, and I think it's awesome uh, that I'm trying to do my own thing. So do you find that you're getting a lot of – where do you find you're getting the most amount – I don't want to say pushback or – what what who are you fighting with the most when it comes to your identity and what you're doing is it i don't want to gender this but the social construct that you are going against it seems like you get hit by 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 feminists and you also get hit by men like jim Cornette. it seems like you get hit on all sides well i think it, like see the word feminist is such like a difficult word because you have the feminists that claim to be feminists, but they pick and choose which women they want to support. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not feminism. Feminism supports male rights. It supports women's rights. It supports every woman, no matter what color, size, shape, or what they look like. That's what feminism is. It's, it's supporting everything and equality for everything. Um, and I think that's a misconception is you've have these women that call themselves feminist and they make the term look bad because they go and they'll, bash certain women which goes against everything feminism stands for and they don't want to support the right topics and they want to complain about 
stupid topics that don't even matter, like men spreading their legs when they sit down. Like, that's not an important topic. We need to be talking about the women in other countries that are doing without period products. We need to talk about the men that are shamed for having emotion from the time they're born. So they grow up having all these mental issues and often killing themselves because they're made to feel like, oh, you got to man up. You got to be a man from the time they're kids. Like, that's what feminism should be. Sorry, I'm a very, I'm very into this topic. Well, yeah, please because... don't apologize. No, I think yeah. it's absolutely fascinating. <laughs> no, do not apologize. No, yeah. before the show, before the show, uh, Priscilla was like, "Oh, I hope I don't talk too much." And I'm like, "It is a podcast, and honestly, I would love if you talked a lot because then you know what I have to do, not talk, and I can just listen." <laughs> so best. please continue. Yeah, but I just, I, you know, I didn't realize that a lot of these uh, topics were important until uh, a couple of years ago I just started doing research and reading about the different problems that are still going on like you know just like in other countries we still have honor killings where women are getting killed for uh, going against forced marriages and uh, because a woman gets raped her family will brutally murder her to mm-hmm. honor the family like this is stuff that's still going on and it, it's happening to women by the thousands every year um and it's it's so heartbreaking to me and just the, the women that have to do without period products and the genital mutilation that's still happening in, in developing countries like uh this is stuff that like i'm really passionate about and i, I always yeah. told darby like one day like i'm not i'm not perfect i'm still learning about stuff and i'm still learning how to speak on things and um mm-hmm you know, be properly educated about everything. But I, I, I always tell Darby, like, one day when I am properly educated to the point I need to be, like, my dream would be to like, be a public speaker about these ty- type of topics because people right. don't talk about this stuff. They try to, like, sweep it under the rug and pretend it doesn't exist because it doesn't affect them directly. But uh, to me, this stuff is just heartbreaking. And they go for the low-hanging fruit, as you mentioned, with manspreading on the subway or whatever, which I suppose some men do manspread because they have big balls. I have no idea. I don't know what happens. I don't know. So but like nonetheless. Me, me personally, like I'm a female. Like when I sit, because I have like kind of muscular thighs, I prefer to not sit with my legs closed because it's comfortable for me. Like yeah. I don't think that's an actual issue that we're facing in the earth. Like there's way bigger things going on for men and women and uh, LGBTQ community. There's so many issues. Like you, you like you know, you've still got. Uh, transgender uh, people and just facing so much backlash and hate like and I I don't want to bring it up with by name but I mean Nyla Rose is one of the most sweetest individuals that I've ever met in my life and the amount of hatred she gets on the internet is so it's just to me it's it's still shocking it's 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 weird to me because it doesn't seem like this should be a thing anymore um i posted a clip of her eliminating me from the aw battle royal and there was so many hate comments and i'm like why is this a thing today like it, it shouldn't have even been a thing ever in time but today especially when we're fighting so hard against this kind of stuff and this kind of treatment towards people like but it's just you know there's so many problems going on and I think people just, yeah. And, you know, I think that's why, you know, um, people resonate so much with you because you are someone who defends people that need to be defended. And, of uh, of course, you've been talking quite often about uh, LGBTQ. As a matter of fact, here's a quote. This is what you have to say about this. You say, I feel a lot of people want to do what's cool in the moment, but they're not talking about things 24-7. It's only because it's LGBTQ, it's June, it's Pride Month, so let's talk about it. We should always embrace that and talk about it. And I think that's a great point when it comes to, yeah, it's oh, Pride Month, so now we're going to, you know, Finn Balor is going to, I love Finn Balor. This is not a diss on Finn Balor. But, you know, then he's wearing the rainbow shirt and all those kinds of things. 
and of course you do I, I believe you know Effie as well right yeah and so you you um do you feel as if the wrestling industry is still I mean it seems to me like progress is being made are you seeing that progress or what what are your thoughts as far as the LGBT uh, community goes I think along with women's rights and LGBTQ I think we've come a long way mm-hmm. But it's still just scratching the surface because I, I just read a story just a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago about how um, I believe it was a transgender woman was burned alive in her car oh my God. for being who she who she, just who she was. Right. Um, but I'm hearing stories like that all the time. Like the very moment that I think that these issues are subsiding or not an issue anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I get hit in the face with something like uh, just a few months ago, I was in a show in Tennessee and a friend, a friend of mine was uh, helping me check in my room and he was gay and, you know, obviously gay. Um, and there was just this old grumpy bastard watching us check in and we just hear him huffing and puffing behind us. And I, well, I go to, we go to leave and he walks behind us and I open the door for my friend and the guy and the guy just walks through and uh, not to be a smart ass, but I was like, you're welcome because he didn't say anything and i you know held the door open for him and then he just screams at both of us fuck you and then gets in his car door and slams it shut and speeds off and like was the was it jim Cornette? was jim Cornette working at the hotel (laughs) no but it's a whole breed of jim Cornettes that exists yeah there's also like and i don't want to even i i consider like coronet kind of the he who shall not be named well is he was he always this grumpy because i actually think it is mildly entertaining but then it's also like he i don't think i've heard him say anything positive in well, like I, 10 years i think there's a line between being an asshole and being a heel right and like being right, right, a complete right. racist like misogynist piece of yeah. shit and being a heel but that's just coming from those are my words coming no from i agree my mouth like and you just saw it the other day with at the WWE show with uh, Sami Zayn. Some guy was yelling homophobic shit, and Sami got into his face, and it was awesome. But I think there has to be more pushback. There has to be more acknowledgement of like, no, you're being an asshole. You're this isn't a heel anymore. Like I get that you want a reaction out of me, but there's this isn't the way to do it. You're only setting. You're only hurting other people by doing this. Right. You're not in character anymore. I think all, all the angry, small-minded, sitting at home with no life people that are on the internet, I think they saw Jim Cornette as a beacon of like someone that they could uh, familiarize themselves with and yeah. connect with because mm-hmm. they too are small-minded and probably sit at home cursing uh, black people and gays and talking about how Jesus is going to come and burn everyone down one day. It's, I think it's all these people saw someone they could like connect with and they had something in common with so they all flocked to him and that's what that's where you have all these Jim Cornette fans that right. follow his every move because these are the same people that probably have the rebel flag hanging in their yard and they're screaming about all these you know different things that don't even affect them personally right. Jim Cornette is the Alex Jones of professional wrestling commentators I, I agree there it is <laughs> well let's get back uh, no need to spend our time talking about uh, old folks here I want to get back to a Twitter comment. This is from Slipknot underscore Ollie. Love Slipknot. Um, what is your favorite move? What Which move have you practiced the most but never used and why? Is there a move that you are currently working on in the gym and then you're just like, one day, I'm going to unveil this? Anything like that? I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of like little like technical moves that I've like learned and never really used. Um 
but a lot of stuff I mean like almost everything that I've ever learned how to do that I've really liked I've used at some point in my career in a match what was the hardest move for you to learn because I see this I mean I'm just always so in awe of your profession and pro wrestlers and I'm just like how the hell do you practice like like Finn Balor, how do you practice jumping on someone with both of your legs? Like, how does that how does that work? Well, I know with like with some moves, it's a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, just trying it and trying it, and trying it again. And then some moves, I don't. People might frown upon this, but at least for me personally, a lot of the moves that I do is just stuff that just randomly in a match. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna do this, and I just did it, and it turned out perfect so I just kept doing it mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't even something I practiced like uh, my that little like flip dive that I do from the top rope to the floor like yeah I never practiced that one day oh my god you just training. did that in the match That's balls <laughs> yeah I was just like oh yeah I'll just I'll do a flip and I just climbed up there and I just did a flip and now that's like part of my move set now it's like you know with the right people I'll just do a flip off the top rope to the floor like it's nothing uh, well I think it's time for I'm gonna put my 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 daddy cap on and say do not do that at home, kids. You are not Priscilla Kelly. If you just be like, I'm going to do a flip off the top rope, there's a good chance you're just going to end up paralyzed. So make sure to practice on a mat first. I like the dad cap. <laughs> Put the dad no, cap as soon on. As I heard, I was like, no, you, that's, well, that doesn't sound appropriate. I, no, honestly, that is, that's balls of total steel. Were you always athletic? Was that something that you knew early on that you liked athletics? I mean... I, st I don't even know if I'm athletic now. Like, oh, you're definitely. No, you guys. Yes, I think you're yeah. very athletic. Yes. I have never been an athlete. Like, that's when I was younger. I used to be really kind of jealous because, like, all my friends that were coming up and wrestling with me, or like everyone I've ever known, like everyone has a background of like, oh, I, I did soccer for years, or I did amateur wrestling for years, or I did this or that or this or that, and they they have all these different like sports backgrounds, and it's like me. My background consisted of like hanging out with my brother, doing weird stuff and like playing video games <laughs> and like not even like the, the cool video games like Madden and whatnot. Like I was playing like creepy, like Silent Hill type stuff in my bedroom Love at like it. three in the morning. But like that was my that's how I grew up. I didn't do sports. My parents most of the time could never afford to put me in like extracurricular activities. I did. I did one year one semester of ballet and jazz class i did it did the recital never did it again because my parents couldn't afford to keep me in it so that's really the only background i have is like that one semester of ballet but Jeez. it's not even enough to count like i was seven so yeah. uh wrestling came and i literally just jumped into it i went and i took myself within two years i took myself from being an absolute twig and bones to actually having a little bit of muscle and yeah it was just it was the first thing i ever did that was like athletic i guess yeah so where did you train in pro wrestling how did you even how'd you get how'd you get through the door what uh, what brought you to the ring so my there was like a local wrestling show and my little brother had his birthday party there and i i just was like how old do you have to be to train you know because i'm just like oh it's you know just be a fun hobby for me because i wasn't in school my parents took me out of school when i was in seventh grade so uh you know it was was boring you know all I did was hang out with my little brother and he was like five or six at the time so they were like oh you can start training now and I was 16 so I did my little tryout to like see if like basically they just wanted to see if I was willing to do the bumps and stuff and right so I did my little tryout I trained then I trained with the, this place for like about six months they taught me pretty much my my little basics and then 
because my parents kind of got involved and there were some disagreements, I ended up leaving that place and uh, trained with a few people here and there. And then um, inevitably, inevitably, I met uh, a guy named Murder One who trained Jimmy Rave alongside guys like Iceberg from uh, NWA Wildside back in the day. And uh, these they basically groomed me to who I am today. Uh, nice. Murder One just being extremely tough on me because I was his first female trainee and he wasn't going to baby me whatsoever uh so i spent a lot of time just getting the shit kicked out of me by grown men getting talked down to and then being told we do this because we want you to be tough and you know at the time i wasn't tough i I would cry if someone looked at me wrong like back then i was so like just young and like new to everything because i I grew up in such such a strict household that i was just so vulnerable and like breakable yeah what was it what was it what was it with the first wrestling company that your parents what were they just like this is not safe this is not religion what was the problem my parents just wanted to get involved in everything i did uh make them they they had to be a part of everything uh and they they would constantly want to be in the locker room with me which you know wrestlers kind of they, they don't like that they don't like a bunch of random yeah. people in the locker room and my parents would want to be what are you doing now what are you doing next why aren't you in the main event you need to be in the main event like you can't just come into someone's show and tell them how to run it because you want your daughter to be a star like that's right. not how things work especially when i was first cutting my teeth like right uh, could, it, was, it wasn't even wrestling yet i was i was a valet at the time and my parents just got involved way too much and it created conflict with uh the people that were running the show there and yeah, I just went my separate right. ways, uh, which, you know, since then, uh, after I moved out and stuff years later, I did actually end up meeting with my first trainer and, uh, you know, he gave me a hug and he said he's very proud of everything I've done and stuff. So we're That's all good. good. <laughs> well, well, speaking of family, obviously, and I don't know if you like this comparison or not, so I just want to hear your thoughts on it. You get a lot of uh, comparisons to WWE's page. Um, obviously, she has that. It's actually a great movie, Wrestling With My Family. Did you watch that? Has anyone seen I've- that one? feel terrible saying this considering i have a wrestling documentary i have not seen fighting with my family and oh it doesn't I know matter it's just it's just a movie embarrassing um, but i i don't know why i cry more on planes than when i'm i don't understand i don't know why i do it there's some scientific research to this we won't get there but it's because you're like super stressed you're it's traveling stressful maybe everyone cries I mean, on planes that mr rogers documentary has me i cry on when i'm down here on the planet earth but then on a plane it's like it's crazy i just uh, it's nuts but do you do you like that compare uh, comparison to to Paige? obviously um when she came in she sort of had that kind of like you know kind of goth demeanor um i mean she's obviously stunning uh, do, do you like that comparison or what do you think I like and it's no disrespect to Paige I just kind of find it annoying that no matter what I've ever done in wrestling I've always had to be compared to someone else or be called the generic version or the the discount brand of this girl and Mm. it's like why can I not ever just be myself like you know I dyed my hair orange um it was a complete thing that I did on a whim but I dyed my hair orange and obviously I look nothing like Becky Lynch but now everyone's calling me discount Becky Lynch and it's like why can I never just be Priscilla with orange hair now? Like, why do I have to be discount this girl? Does discount this girl? Like, right. uh, like you know, if they want to say, oh, you kind of resemble this person. Okay, that's fine. But why do I have to be like the discount version of anybody? Like, that's really like disrespectful, I think. Um, like somebody said recently that I, that I look just like Sasha Banks. And I'm like, how? I've never had pink or blue hair, like ever. 
Right. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so weird to me. And like, even with the page thing, like when I did have long black hair, like, okay, I'm pale. I have long black hair and I wear black gear. Uh, But it's a thing of like, you know, I had black hair since I was 12, Uh, literally never changed it until recently. And uh, I, you know, I always wear dark colors. Like I don't identify myself as goth because you know, there's a lot deeper meaning than just putting on a hat that says witch please and calling yourself goth. Um, but like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just, I just wear what I like, you know, and I wear what complements my, my complexion. And, um, plus if you buy everything in black, you don't have to worry about matching anything in your closet. Yes. So. And as someone like me who has currently a bit of a weight issue, which I'm getting in shape, I am getting in shape. That's my goal for, <laughs> for next year. I'm going to get buff again. Um, but black is it, black is very slimming. That's what Johnny Cash said in an interview. He's like, "Why do you wear black?" And he's like, "Well, you know, for the for the downtrodden man." And then at the end, he's like, "Also, it's uh, really good because I've gained some weight." <laughs> and I was like, "There you go, Johnny. That's what it's all about." Okay, so you've done the you've done the circuit on the Indies. You did uh, you did the AEW Battle Royale. Oh, so you've you've checked off some pretty significant boxes, I would say. You've yeah. worked with big companies. Do you want to stay in the Indies? Do you want to move forward? What do you want to do? Uh, I mean, like the cool thing about being independent is like, you know, I, I mean, I've done three tours of Japan with DDT Pro. Uh, nice. I've done, I just did England. I just did Germany. Uh, I'm trying to go to Australia. That's like the one place I haven't been yet that I want to go. Oh, you're going to love Australia. It is awesome. That's the only place I haven't been that I'm like wanting to go to. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like the, the thing about being independent is you can do everything. You can kind of stick your hand in all these different cookie jars and like, you know, like I've done WWE, I've done AEW, uh, I've done all the big companies that you could really do in the States. Uh, and, and that's what's fun about that is you can write your own schedule. You can do what you want. Um, yeah. And that's great. Now, if I was to get signed by a company, like that'd be great too. Like really, um, I'm just trying to make money. Uh, obviously, uh, if I got signed to a company, the best thing about that would honestly just being able to have that money support that I could put into sure. an account. So when my brother gets older, I can literally just be like, all right, so what do you want to do? What do you want to go to college for? Or what do you want to do as your profession? Like, right. here's your money, like, go do it. Like, that's what I want. I just want to be able to take care of my brother. Cause, um, my grandmother is, uh, she's got custody of my brother now because my parents aren't really in the picture anymore. So, uh, uh, you know, just to be able to help her. And then, you know, when she gets sick enough and she's not doing real well now, uh, but somebody has got to take my brother and that's going to be me because my brother, the only person he told me that he wants to live with is me. So, uh, when that point comes, like, I just want to have the money to like give him the best life ever and, uh, you know, just take care of him and stuff. But yeah. So if I got signed, that would be the goal. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's a great, uh, that's a great goal and a great reason to want success and to want money as opposed to just wanting to do piles and piles of cocaine. <laughs> what, it, what what promotion right now do you feel like you would fit in best with? And we can go through Ring of Honor, Impact, uh, New Japan, AEW, WWE, NXT. What is there a promotion out there right now where you watch it? I mean, obviously you got connections with Havoc, uh, who is just, I love Jimmy Havoc so much. He's like awesome. Darby, awesome. What promotion do you feel is going in a, in a direction that Priscilla Kelly's character would fit in great with? So the biggest thing with me is like the the in ring wrestling is great. Like that's that's awesome. That's where you can really show talent and skill. But I think my favorite part of wrestling is the promos. It's the characters. It's yeah. the everything that comes outside of that. So I I, I really want a platform that I can really show off. Uh, 
who my character is, uh, how I can work with a camera, how I can work with promos and talking. And um, with independence, you don't really have the opportunity to do that too much uh, just because, you know, not everybody's going to follow like this little tiny promotion over here right. or over here's storylines for months and months. And um, most that I'll do is I'll cut a promo for, um, you know, like I do, I, I do promos for Rise every now and then when I've got a big match, but uh, really just to be on that platform where I can really just show off the artistic side of things that I'd like to do um because to to some people not everybody but some people wrestling is like all they know and like all they know is what's inside the ring like to me like I want to dabble into like everything I want to be in wrestling I want to be in art I want to be in fashion um I want to get into music too and I just I want to use wrestling as that tool to open up the gateway to all these other artistic things right right it's a a good good launch pad yeah a good little springboard up to absolutely bigger absolutely well speaking of something bigger i guess we could thank you so much for being on the show by the way this has been awesome uh you were incredible uh is there anything coming up in your in your future here in the near future that you that you're excited about anything you want the audience to know check check out or well uh i like i'm pretty much done for december uh but so new year's is a two-day thing joey ryan's doing his big bar wrestling two-day new year's thing i did it last year actually too but i'm doing that which is going to be super super fun it's going to be crazy because it's new year's and then literally a day later i'm going to minneapolis for first wrestling uh for their big wrestlepalooza two-day event and that's going to be super awesome too like first wrestling and bar wrestling together are probably my favorite shows to work because they're just so fun everybody on them is just so just cool and nice and laid back and like everyone just has a good time and um but yeah i definitely recommend everyone check out those shows wrestlepalooza is gonna be nuts uh so yeah those are my two big ones and then of course mania week there's stuff coming up i'm going back to hurricane pro in texas soon Uh, i'm also part of the jericho cruise in late january yeah awesome yeah chris jericho's recent character is my single greatest favorite thing of all time I love he's that he's just like right yeah the little bit of the bubbly thing it's just I love bloated Jericho I know it's kind of rude to say he's bloated but he is a little bloated I am also bloated so I can say the b word um, but it is like my favorite Jericho ever it's 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 very fun to watch that's he, for sure he's having a good time as he deserves yeah. because that man has been an icon for 25 30 years now uh, it's he's been a basi- while yeah he's basically been the face of all three of the largest promotions in wrestling history so it's pretty incredible um, well, thank you so much, Priscilla. We do a thing called Match from the Past here. Is there a match that stands out to you in your memory that, that you're like, this match is just incredible? It can be one of yours or, or whatever. I don't know, like... I've had a lot of matches that I've really like enjoyed having like like I I just did a singles match with Jake Atlas recently and that was like one of my favorite matches as of recently that I've had because I just I love Jake Atlas so much and I love working with him and just that match we we went so hard in that match and we were already exhausted from that week because there was so much stuff Starcast and AEW that weekend too right but we really put our hearts and souls into that match together and I just love him to pieces and I'd wrestle him to the end of time so yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. We're all equals inside the ring. Oh! What a knee strike! Cover! And a kick out! You gotta be kidding me right here! They are killing each other! 
And Atlas, a look of disgust on Jake's face as they head to the apron. Oh, another. Back of the head. Open hand slap. Oh! High kick right to the ear and just rocking your equilibrium when you get hit like that. Kelly stops. Oh, STO on the apron. Alice is folded in half. Priscilla's got a cover here. This is the opportunity Priscilla's been waiting for. Back press, hooks the leg. Alice with the shoulder up again. Nothing but steel and wood on the outside of that ring frame. I mean, to be honest, I'm surprised that that's the first nasty thing Priscilla did in this match. I think she hasn't had time to do anything else yet. So when you get to the ring, when you get to the arena, you're exhausted, you're, you're stressed out, you've been traveling. How do you get up? How do you manage to, like, do you, do you get energized as soon as you go through the curtain? Um, how does that work for you? Like, how do you make yourself perform? You do a lot of drugs. Good, good. <laughs> I just, it's just. Oh, here good. we go. Here, here we go. It is. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, here lately, I feel like I'm like always tired all the time. Like, I've got like, I don't know. Somebody said maybe I'm anemic, but um, I, I really like my favorite way to get pumped up for a match is like it's probably not healthy, but my favorite way is just to take like a scoop full of like just pre-workout powder straight to the mouth, gargle some water, and then I feel like super pumped the whole like rest go. of the show. Like that's my favorite, but I don't always have pre-workout. Uh, so yeah, cool. but my other favorite, like I just you know those rain energy drinks, those new ones. I'm trying to get sponsored. <laughs> I love those. I Absolutely. genuinely love those. They're so good. I guess my final question is, because it's always just kind of interesting, uh, how is your body doing? How are you feeling? Are you broken entirely yet? or? Uh, I mean, like, knock on wood, I've never had any serious injuries. I've had some pretty bad bruises, and, um, you know, I've had some little, like, I, I my knee did, did give out on me back in, like, uh, August. Uh, but I, I wear a knee brace now, and I started taking a bunch of vitamins, so it's all good. So, yeah, I mean, the most I get is just muscle soreness and fatigue. And uh, really, I would say 75% of my body soreness and tightness doesn't even come from the wrestling matches, but more just from being on the planes. Yeah. Sure. Like, all cramped up. Yeah. yeah. Just sitting there for hours. I hear you. Crying to Mr. Rogers. Hey, man, you got to do something to pass the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Priscilla Kelly, check her out. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. You were awesome. And um, yeah, you were just wonderful. So what thank a game you. changer. Thank a you. A real yeah. game changer. A game yeah. changer. Um, game all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And thank you all so much for supporting. You can go to iTunes and rate and review. Right now, it's a five-star podcast. Isn't that nice? Killing it. Except for Jim Cornette. I think we have I think we have two comments from oh, Jim Cornette. And guaranteed. I, guaranteed. There's going to be a few more after this one. <laughs> <laughs> but all is good. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, hail yourselves and Katie what is your catchphrase for the week in the spirit of baby Yoda do or do not there is no try there it is baby Yoda alright everyone thanks for listening talk to you soon this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them for more shows like the one you just listened to go to lastpodcastnetwork.com
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.